You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This, this, this is Jolly Rogers and Touchdown with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. That just takes us to the next best part of Jolly Rogers and touchdowns because Kaylee and I have discussed with you guys already in this episode the fact that there's an interesting schedule ahead. It's not this Mm -hmm. terrible, terrifying what's going to happen schedule. It's more of a, hey, these guys can potentially win most of these games really solidify their position in the postseason and actually be called a playoff team in, I don't know, the next three, four weeks here. So okay, with Casey, that said, I'm, can I put you on the spot? Because they have yes. seven games left. Okay. How many losses do you think they have in those seven games? Two. I think so too. Yeah. What? Yeah, I agree. Uh, what, what, uh, what are the losses? Definitely. <laughs> that sounds, that sounds so <laughs> faithless definitely Definitely, absolutely going to lose to okay um i would not be surprised (laughs) if they lost to the 49ers um 49ers are just a a great team right now uh one of the fears that they that they thought they were going to face versus the panthers and christian mccaffrey is now on that 49ers team and if you guys have not kept up statistically with what christian mccaffrey has already done over there please go check that out i mean um i had a wicked (laughs) hail mary on uh the sunday spread with betql network for him to have i think it was like rushing yards receiving yards and a touchdown of some sort he broke all three of those as well as through from the quarterback position at some point so uh, they can get really funky with Christian McCaffrey. And then they have the top defense, if not top three defense in the nation right now still. So that's going to be a scary matchup depending on how much growth the Bucks make between having that extra break with the bye week. Um, how they beat the Browns would make me maybe reconsider my answer a little bit, but I'm always that person pulling for the bucks no matter what. And then I'm working on being more realistic. Like that's a new, that's a new thing for me. So reality tells me, Hey, 49ers are a pretty formidable team. Maybe not. Um, the Bengals can really sneak up on them, but outside of that, I feel like it's mainly manageable. If I had to push for three losses, Kaylee, I would say the Cardinals as well. Cause they're, they just tend to be really sneaky in their passing game. This is where I landed. I think that I think what you said is 100% right about the 49ers. Um, they're a scary team, especially when you add in Christian McCaffrey. Oh the 49ers, goodness. they had a rocky start to this season, but they're picking up some steam right now. Uh, and they are gunning for the postseason. So um, I I think that the, that is going to be a little bit of a scary matchup, um, but it's going to be a fun a fun matchup to see. Um, oh, yeah. And then I think either the Bengals or the Cardinals. One one, one of those games, I think the Bucks pull off. Maybe the Bengals. 
And then I think one of Actually, them they probably could pull off the Bengals. right because after a loss, potentially after a loss to the 49ers, they come mm -hmm. back out, they have this great game potentially against the Bengals. Um, but then you're playing on Christmas Day, you know, like there's as as much as you try to put out the distractions, it is Christmas day. Like mm -hmm. th there's going to be some distractions knowing that, that, you know, they're away. You're not with your family. You know, there's things going on. Right. Um, mm -hmm. and so as much as these, these guys are professionals, I think that like, they're not robots. <laughs> they're still human. And I think that that game might end up being a little bit of a sneaky game, um, mm -hmm. but I think other than that, um, the schedule is mostly manageable. And I, like I said, I think either the Bengals or the Cardinals, I don't think they lose to both of those teams, but I think that there potentially could be a loss to, to, you to actually one of make a teams. really good point there with their ability to bounce back. Um, yeah. cause now, now pulling this up and kind of taking a look, obviously this is in this moment as of today, statistically, what it's, what's today? November 21st. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out my days of the week guys. November, as of November 21st, Kaylee makes a great point about the, uh, the bucks bouncing back. If they do indeed lose to the 49ers, because in this moment, um, the Bengals sit at a six and four record. So it's not anything too flashy but what's standing out to me is that after they went against the Seahawks team that you and I both mentioned high scoring really able to stack up the points they contain them and manage them very well the Bengals currently sit at scoring 265 points um, that's ranked number three but their points allowed just like the Seahawks is quite alarming they're mm -hmm. sitting at 215 points allowed so depending on how they, you know, fare out if they do play this Sunday. Um, and then the following week, if those statistically points allowed rises up a little bit more and you're going up against a sharp defense that started to come back to life. I feel like every time I say that it might almost be bad luck, but I'm going to, I'm manifesting good things. That's my intention. Um, then they have a great chance to actually manage the Bengals because Bucks defense, even with their downfall time, their, their gross time to watch them play at this moment, as of November 21st, they've only allowed 180 points sitting at six while the Bengals sit at 13. It's racking up the, that red zone, that end zone, being able to score more. That's going to help this Bucks team actually have better wins. So 100%. you make a great point there. You have, you have changed my mind. I'm going to stay with those two losses, but I'm going to go with 49ers and uh, Cardinals because just because the passing attack with the Cardinals secondary is really going to have to come to life. And you really only win against them. If you can get those turnovers. Now, what we're not sure about is I saw Greg Allman post something on Twitter because a fan asked, Hey, where's Logan Ryan? Any news mm. on Logan Ryan? And he may, they may anticipate him participating um, in the next few weeks here. So mind you, we're, we're almost a month out from Christmas, a Christmas showdown with the return of Logan Ryan, the only guy who could really create turnovers on this. That team. would be kind of fun. That I would, would like that as a Christmas present. <laughs> oh, what a, what a gift. What a gift if that secondary got a guy like that. Because um, if there's anything we've learned this season when it comes to this defense in particular is while there is versatility amongst these uh, players, amongst these athletes, They've also found a comfort in, you know, their skill set within their role, within their means. So you really only have a handful of guys that can actually be useful 
in their full range of versatility versus guys that, you know, they really shine doing one thing versus doing another thing. So Logan Ryan coming back puts Antoine Winfield Jr. in a different position, puts Keanu Neal at a different, you know, rep and snap count puts, and it just moves down the line. So if he comes back, then we might be singing a different tune come Christmas, but we're all, we're all for a good carol on Christmas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> okay, Casey. Well, taking a look at the schedule ahead, like we said, this week the Bucks have the Browns. And if they're able to contain the run game like they did mm -hmm. against the Seahawks, I definitely see this as a winnable game. Then they have the Saints in Monday night football on December 5th. Um, the Bucks have already turned the tide in their uh in their back and forth against the saints and so i think that the bucks have that edge right now and i think that that is again a very winnable game for them december 11th they play the 49ers at 425 um that is an away game and yeah i think that one is probably going to be the hardest game to win on their schedule mm -hmm. then they have the Bengals on december 18th at home and then, like we said, the Cardinals on Christmas. Uh, and let's see, that is a Sunday night football game because that is on Christmas, which is on a Sunday this year. Um, and that is an 820 start. So that's going to be the Sunday night football game for that week. The Panthers on January 1st. And then the Falcons, <coughs> excuse <Yeah>. me, <laughs> on January 8th. So finishing off with what should be especially if you have Ryan Jensen back, especially yeah. if you have Logan Ryan back, especially if the team is healthy, the Panthers and the Falcons finishing off with those two teams, the finishing off with the Falcons, that's probably actually going to be the a, a potentially another big question mark. Cause the Falcons have been so back and forth. Yeah, this they have. Season. They've had so many really tough games where they've like gritted and clawed it out and gotten the win. And then there was a certain point at time where people were like, oh, I guess we underestimated the Falcons. And then they go and they like lose a few in a row. And you're like, maybe we didn't underestimate the, maybe we estimated them exactly where they should have been. So I right. think the, the picture of the Falcons and how good they are, how good they can be, to me, it still is not clear. Um, mm -hmm. But you want to go into that game. I mean, if you, if you can, if, if going into the game against the Falcons, you have only lost one game, uh, potentially mm -hmm. to the 49ers, I think you're putting yourself in a really good position because what you don't want to do, Casey, is yep. to uh, have two losses go and then go into the game against the Falcons and then potentially have your playoff hopes on the line against the Falcons. Like that's not yeah. going – that's not going to be, be great. <laughs> it would actually want. just be gross. Yeah. You and do you not want especially because it's in Atlanta. Like that, that's yeah. just like any two of anything to do to avoid that. Like at all costs, avoid that. Um yeah. that is also another big question mark because that 
if they do have two losses and then they're and then they're going against the Falcons and the Falcons are able to um finish out their season yeah, similarly so. to the Bucks mm -hmm. that game I mean there's going to be a lot riding on that game and that's going to be um that's too much pressure. You don't want, I don't think that you want to to go into the last game of the season with that on your mind um, no. right before the playoffs. So I think you want to avoid that at all costs. Although I do think this team would rise to the occasion. I'm not saying that they wouldn't, but you don't you don't want to have to do yeah. that. I don't think you want well, to have to. And I think they also have something to prove, you know, for a minute. Mm. It seemed like they were gonna have this the solid game versus the Falcons and then they let off the gas. We won't really, yep. spend, we won't really go too much into the board comments and stuff, but after all of that and the, and the controversy that stirred from, you know, the ugly win as everyone put it, which it was very ugly. Uh, I think they need to redeem themselves in we talked about how significantly they need to perform versus each team from here on out. If you're going to make a case for yourself, you've got to close out the season just as strong as you open up that pivotal point, that turning point from all the unbearable games they just delivered to Bucks fans. Uh, so with that, I feel like the I almost feel like that Falcons game was the 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 turning point of them kind of slipping away of them mm. losing the, almost losing this, the grip of this season. That's where things yeah. really got wonky and then they became this lifeless team. So it would almost be poetic justice to march into Mercedes Benz stadium, mm -hmm. one of the prettiest stadiums and just give them a whooping. Like yeah. no hands down a big fat. Yeah. Let them know that they got lucky. Let them know yep. that you really did get bored. Like if you really got bored, then you need to come in there to their home territory and make a point. And um, there's no better way to make a point than have this outlandish win. Mm -hmm. And I say outlandish because Tom Brady is still your quarterback and captain. Now you've got a healthy Chris Godwin. Now you prayerfully have a healthy Mike Evans. Now you prayerfully have a healthy Julio Jones, K-Dot, and Cam Brady. Like, now you're back to that that wild roster that everyone was raving about uh, in training camp in week one and week two. So they have to really bring it to the Falcons to close it out. And even before that, they've got to bring it to the Panthers. They have to close out this season with two very poetic wins. And I think as long as they build, as long as they learn from those lessons that have that have just been so apparent in their face the last three weeks, then that's something that Jolly Roger and touchdown fans, I think we can all look forward to. I I for sure think we can. And Casey, I think uh, talking about the Falcons so much, it leads us straight into sale into the South as we look at the NFC South and the records right now. And so, like I said earlier in the podcast, the Bucks sit atop the NFC South um, most mostly right now because of the buy that they just had. Um, they're mm -hmm. five and five. And so they sit atop the NFC South. The Falcons are five and six. They've played one more game than the Bucs. Um, and so they are just under the Bucs in second place in the NFC South. The Saints at four and seven are third place. And the Panthers at three and eight. And one of those wins came off the Bucs are, uh, <laughs> are <laughs> in last place in the NFC South. Um the the Bucks are on a two game win streak. Uh, the Falcons and Saints have won their most recent game. The Panthers lost their most recent game. So I think that this puts the Bucks again in really really great position. The mm -hmm. fact that the NFC South 
has not played well this year, it just goes into your favor. So you have to make the most of this season. You have to make the most of what this, you know, league is right now and what your division is right now. And you have to really, really um, put all your money and all your efforts towards that, turning everything yep. around, taking on this Browns team and showing us the same defense that you showed us out in Munich. Yes. Casey, what do you make of the NFC South and where it stands right now? I think that they have every opportunity to really cement them sitting at the top of this division. Um, I've said it numerous times now, and now I at least feel a little better about saying it. Uh, <laughs> They're starting to put themselves back in the category of being a, a winning team. And I know some people are like, don't jump the gun. You're exaggerating. Don't overreact. I'm not saying a winning team as in, you know, they're going to just completely dominate at this point, but they put themselves back in the win column because of the fact that there seems to be better communication. There seems mm -hmm. to be, you know, life back in this team. And that was, that was crucial. That was very important. And, um, I think that that constitutes a saying, Hey, if they can win the NFC South, we saw what that meant to this team last year. So for them to know that they're sitting up there and that they have a chance to solidify that, that spacing and really make it count, not just be up there because the Falcons have one extra loss, then yeah, that's just going to, that's just going to push them even further in. So I love where they're standing right now. I like their chances uh, from this Sunday moving forward, what their record can be. And luckily guys, we're not too far away from seeing that so something to be something to be thankful for 